Super Talk Mississippi media production. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome to Coast View, the show that every single day celebrates the people who are working so hard to make coastal Mississippi such an amazing place to live, work, and play. Uh, If you're a regular listener, you know that I've been really focused on uh, touching base with the recent recipients of One Coast Award, both the top 10 under 40 and the community leaders. And I'm really thrilled to have one of the recipients with me today, someone who's been on the show probably a couple of two or three times already, but he's he's a good friend, Brandon Elliott, founder and CEO of Elliott Homes. First, let me welcome you back to Kosi. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me back. Happy to be here. It's good to see you, and congratulations on, on, on getting recognized. One of, the, one of the things that I often say is that it's great that you're getting the recognition, but what I love most about the awards, why we started it back at the Sun-Herald back in 2002, was so we could hold you up as an example for others to, uh, to, to look at and be inspired by so that they can go find what, th- what their role in the community is going to be. But, uh, but, you know, you believe in this community, and you work hard to make it as good as it possibly can, can be, don't you? I appreciate that. Yeah, thanks for noticing. You know, there's so much opportunity here right now, and it's it's like it, it it's hard not to take it full advantage of it as a coast. Well, what we're going to do, I want to get the latest on your business. I'm going to, as I have with the other recipients, I want to talk about those three challenges that we face as a set of communities in coastal Mississippi, and I'll get your thoughts about that. And uh, and then you're actually working with Ashley Edwards at the Gulf Coast Business Council. He and I talked about that within the last few days, an effort that you're involved with there. <clears throat> and we can talk about that as well. So there's a lot to talk about. But let's start with what's the latest in your business? Wow. Um, the home building front today is like just about impossible. We almost had to uh, choose over making a profit or making customers happy. So we've actually done a, a real pivot with what we do today. And we, we stopped doing pre-sold homes. We uh, really simplified our product line in order to, to um, overcome the, the insane supply chain and, and trade capacity issues that we're having. And, you know, as you know, this inflation for any business is a, is a major drain on cash flow and very difficult for purchasing. So companies today have to be super uh, sharp with their numbers, understand exactly where they're at and know what every little change in the environment means to the, to the end result of the business. So it's, it's, very, it's very hard today, but we're learning a lot as a company. And, you know, like everything, it's the challenges that people step up to that create who they become and what they are. So as a team, we're really embracing it. Well, I think you said that well, and it won't surprise you to learn. You already know this. I don't care what sector you talk to. Every single, every single sector is having challenges right now. I talked to a, a really good friend of mine who's a home builder. He does custom home building, unlike what you're doing. And we'll, we'll talk specifically about your, the scale that you're involved in makes it much more challenging for you. And we'll, we'll talk about why that is here in just a second. But he, is a, he shifted his entire business to cost plus i mean and but that but but then again you're creating communities it's a whole set of circumstances different circumstances for you let's give people a sense of the scale that you are operating at as as the pandemic sort of comes to f- f- fruition 
So it's been, it was really crazy, you know, that the pen, we were doing about 25 starts a month, the pandemic hit, we went to like two for a month or two, and then it shot up to about 50. Um, so today, uh, we're doing anywhere between 45 and 63 starts a month. So it's about 650 to 700 homes a year. Um, but we've changed our model a lot. You know, that used to be all for consumers. And today we're, we're keeping a lot of those and we're creating uh, higher end rental communities because there is a major, major demand. So we've got 400 of those units. We're actually not even going to be selling. We're going to be keeping in house. That's an interesting approach. I, I, listen, I, my family was in the real estate business, as you probably remember, for, for my entire life. Uh, I don't know that I've ever heard of a scenario where a builder at your scale did such a thing. Um, is this has this been done before, or is it just purely innovative to to fit the the requirements of the situation? You know, I think it's just a circumstance of the times. There's 67 million baby boomers that are going to be retiring in the next five years, getting out of the workforce and relocating. Um, there's 46 million millennials that are going to be work from home. And our coast, in my opinion, it is the single biggest opportunity that we have ever seen as a coast. And so we feel that there's going to be a lot of people moving to the area. They either won't be ready to buy, they won't know where to buy, and they're going to want to rent. I think there's an entirely new mentality, especially from the millennial generation, where they're just not going to want to commit to homes. They don't want to be tied down to a place for six to ten years, and they just want to, you know, temporarily have something that they like. They don't want, if they don't want an apartment, they still want a single-family home, but they don't want to be tied down to it, and they just are going to want to rent. So, so Brandon, have you seen? Um... You know, have you had enough time to really let this new approach percolate that you see some immediate success from it? What's what's kind of where you are in that transition? Well, one of the biggest things is the efficiency of the operation. You know, when we can go to our supply chain and house by house, they can't supply it. You know, windows are, are six months delayed and refrigerators. I mean, you name it, siding. When we go to them and say, here's the 600 starts we have for the next 12 months and the exact day the house is starting and this is the exact schedule going by, they know the material that we need for the next 12 months on the day we need it, which has made it much easier on them so they can run their businesses. And it's kind of cascades down to everybody that we do business with to, to help um, all of us streamline so that we can get through this unprecedented time of supply chain and trade crisis. So, so what's what's interesting, and you, I think maybe you've heard me say this before, but if you want something done, you got to find a busy person to do it. What always amazed me, I mean, that certainly described me when I was a CEO. It certainly describes you as a CEO building this luxury home company and you know diversifying and being innovative in the things that you're doing. But you still find time to work in the community. Why do you do that? What drives you to want to give back? So I, I think one of the things they asked me, I was surprised to get nominated number one for the for the Coast Leader Award, and then even more surprised that, that I got the award. But uh, one of the things they asked in it was, how much community time do you give? And for, for us, for Elliott Homes, it's really not, our, our uh, purpose as a company is creating a place where life gets better. And our purpose is completely ingrained in what the Mississippi Coast is and what we will become. So it's not that I give time specifically to, you know, community 
initiatives is that everything we do is a community initiative. Everything we do has to be a part of creating more value for what the future of the coast will be. And every decision that we make is is aligned with that. So ultimately, you know, all my time is toward um, creating a place where life gets better. And that means the entire coast. And I think the opportunities we are faced with today are going to be um, determined by places for people to live because we have a major shortage of housing today on the coast. And so we're taking that uh, very seriously as a company because we feel that we can be a big part of what the coast will become. And we've got our eyes and ears wide open listening to all the feedback, all the ideas and everything that people have for us that we can do in order to be a, a good partner in the coast and, and help it achieve what it can. Well, I have spent a lot of time talking about this dimension of the opportunity because we it was certainly there before COVID, but COVID and the pandemic really put this part on steroids. That is that we're in a, we're in the midst of a new economy now. The, the the old days of going out and trying to find a smokestack or some major relocation of a business or you know where you where you're employing you know thousands of jobs like an Ingalls or a Chevron or some of the blue chip industries we have out at out at Stennis. Those days certainly there's some opportunity still in that realm, but those days are are few and far between. One of the things that we've really come to understand is that that there are a lot of jobs that are part of the new economy, high paying jobs where people can choose to live where they want to live. And the reality, my son wrote a wrote a piece about this, about truly hybrid work that w what they learned, he, he works in New York City, um, a lot of very successful people around him at, at, at both inside his company at Pricewaterhouse and outside his company. And what they've come to appreciate is that, like, let me tell you, just his friend group, every single person in his very large friend group has changed jobs during the pandemic. He's the only one who has it. And, and, and what that means is they see opportunity. They have, they have learned a lot about what, what job satisfaction and, and job life balance looks like. And I think that this, this, this awareness that we, that we knew there were a growing number of people who could work anywhere and they could work for a company like, like Amazon and live in coastal Mississippi, that, 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 that the reality of that is that is now on steroids. And if you look at what's happening in each of the cities across coastal Mississippi, man, they're on fire. Real estate community is on fire with, with making our communities walkable, creating the kind of places people want to live in. It's a tremendous opportunity for Coastal Mississippi, and you're right in the middle of that right now. What we're going to do when we come back on the other side, I'll give you the opportunity to sort of expand on why this is such an important opportunity for Coastal Mississippi. I think it's the single biggest opportunity we have in coastal Mississippi right now. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Brandon Elliott, the founder and CEO of Elliott Homes. We'll see you after this. Listen live or on demand and watch episodes of Coast View on your laptop, desktop, or on your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgulfcoast.com. 
His love for the coast is why he's here. It's Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. I have Brandon Elliott with me. He's the founder and CEO of Elliott Homes and a recent recipient of a One Coast uh, Leadership Award. And when we, when we went to break, I was just sort of setting up this opportunity that we have in coastal Mississippi around the new economy that was put on steroids by the pandemic. And you're right in the middle of all of that, uh, 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 Brandon. So from your perspective, how do you see that opportunity? So one of the most interesting paradigm shifts today, and it's very different. You know, you talk to a boomer and ask them if this is true or talk to millennial and they give the exact opposite answers. But it's um, the greatest amenity within the office today is actually, in fact, the choice to be in the office. And so that's a really big deal from the millennial generation. If they don't have that, they almost don't want to be there. And we're, we're living through the great resignation today. And why are we doing that is because change is unprecedented and change scares the heck out of people. Yeah. And so when they're in their daily regimen and they're forced to change, they feel victimized. And then they want to find new purpose, new opportunity in life. And so as a coast, the difference is we get to capitalize on that because we are facing the worst affordability crisis that we've ever seen in history. And it is getting worse and it will continue to get worse as supply chain and interest rates go up and inflation happens. And what does that mean? It means that we are the lowest cost of living beachfront community in the entire country. And we right now, Elliott Homes, are actually improving our team by um, seeking some of these high cost employees in areas that they can no longer afford. And they're coming to work for us because they want to live on the coast. So as a coast, we can take advantage of that to build our workforce, um, to attract employers because now we're an attractive place to live where we weren't before, um, just because of the fact that we have incredible amenities. We're a beautiful spot to live, and we are a third the price of other places that are comparable. So I think this opportunity, um, it's not an existing thing that's changing. It is a brand new path. And it's yeah. a code we have to innovate and create and come up with ideas and collaborate so we can blaze this trail and change the trajectory of who we are in the next, you know, five to 10 years when we start to come out of this. Because this new paradigm, it's a complete 180 degree shift since COVID. And I think we're in the exact perfect position to take full advantage of it. Yeah, I've, I've, I've had uh, Eric Hill on recently. He's head of entrepreneurship at Mississippi State. He once wrote, about Mississippi that we should become the the Silicon Delta. And he, the, his point, one of his main points, and it comes to your point, he said you have to build the kind of places where people can find a spouse. I love the way he says that because essentially he's saying, you know, young people going to, young people, what they've learned during the pandemic, and my son wrote about this, is that these, the, their, their networking groups, the, the people that they associate with when they're not at work, are incredibly important to them. You see, you used to go home when they'd be on the road literally just about every single day to come back to an uh, empty hotel room. Suddenly now, they were able to work from home and not have to travel. And what that did is create free time for them to really think about, wow, this is what quality of life is all about. That's why the survey showed that 50% of workers around the world are either thinking about leaving are they going to leave their jobs? We're in the most unbelievable moment of like rotation of jobs 
we have ever seen before. And in the midst of all of that, they're going to be choosing where they want to live. And we've got to get our ducks around that opportunity so we don't miss it. And, and you're really deep into understanding that, aren't you? You know, we think so. We watch um, housing trends and lifestyle changes very closely just because it directly impacts our business. We went from 15% uh, out-of-state buyers to 60 over the last 12 months. So our marketing campaigns have changed 100%. I mean, we don't really even target locals anymore. We're looking at places like California, Chicago, Illinois, Atlanta. We're seeing a lot of people come from those locations right now, more than here. Hey, Brandon, let's shift gears for a second. You heard me at the for the at the uh, sort of keynote at the beginning of the One Coast Award. I talked about challenges, and uh, there are there are three challenges, and I want to just get your thoughts on them in the short time we have left. Number one is that there in most communities there is a serious gravity toward mediocrity that there are people who protect the status quo. And what the point that I made is to win, we have to have trajectory, and there's no trajectory in mediocrity. We have to get better at raising the bar in coastal Mississippi, don't we? There's no doubt. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I think mediocrity comes from uh, again, it's it's fear of change, and honestly, that's what's driving the Great Resignation today. It's what's driving 50% of people wanting to move. Um, and it's it's also what's driving the biggest opportunity for us as a, as a coast today. And I think um, if we can come up with and, and embrace new ideas and new things that, you know what, we might fail on some of them. We might not be the best on some, but we just need one breakthrough change that we create that differentiates us that will immediately send us on a very, very steep trajectory because statistically there's 110 million people going to relocate probably to the south and looking for a affordable option over the next five to 10 years. That's very, yeah, it's very, very powerful. You heard Jerry St. Pay say on, uh, on, the, on the little video that I showed from a prior post you showed that complacency is probably one of our biggest enemies, you know, that, that Ingalls is always going to be there and Chevron's always going to be there and Stennis in the gaming industry is always going to be there. We have to be very aware, not to take that for granted, but to do what you pointed out, find out where the sweet spot is and the new opportunity that can really create significant trajectory. Fighting that complacency is not something we have to deal with here uh, alone. Every community fights that, but it's important that we overcome it, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And people be open to ideas. You know, everybody, it's it's easy when we have a little bit of success to think that we have all the answers. And uh, so when, when all the business leaders can think that they don't have the answer and that they need to find it constantly as a habit, what a powerful thing that can become. Well, what I say about that in particular, just as, about us individually, about our businesses, about our community, that the more we learn, the more we better learn how much we don't know. I mean, and that that if we have a thirst for knowledge, really a true, you know, realistic thirst for knowledge, that the more we learn, the more we better be learning more. So it's this constant journey. I mean, the more the older you get, the more you should be learning, the more humble you should get, because the less you know. What I learned, what I know about our community, and this sort of goes to the last point that we don't have enough leaders that get it, and we need more leaders that get it. That it's a, it's a cultural thing in the South that we don't like to be negative. And it's hard for us to be honest about our vulnerabilities, but we cannot, we cannot be successful if we're not honest about our vulnerabilities. 
And we just got to, we have to see that as a strength, not as a weakness. But that's something we need to focus on, isn't it? Yeah, actually, one of the values of Elliott Homes is the day we stop learning, we cease to exist. And, you know, a lot of people focus on failure. They focus on bad decisions. They focus on things that didn't go right until something one day goes right. And and what that value says is don't even focus on as it being bad. Focus on it as it being a step toward a better solution. And mm-hmm. so it changes from a point the finger why me victim mentality to just purely innovative solution minded trying to grow and be the best and i think as a coast um, i'm seeing that change we've got some really good leaders in place right now in good roles and and people are asking a lot of questions they want to be better and that excites me a lot because i think that will um that will that will cascade down to everybody along the coast and create more of a more of a solution-minded, positive uh, outlook toward what we can change too. Because change is our future. There's no doubt. What, what you're describing so well uh, to me is that when we had a vision after Hurricane Katrina to form the Gulf Coast Business Council, this was what we envisioned. We envisioned bringing leaders together at the highest level, bringing leaders together and thinking a lot about strategy and a lot about uh, envisioning where the opportunities are going to be. It's taking time, but I believe that, you know, I, I watched it carefully under really good leadership. It's beginning to really grasp where sort of the, the regional opportunities are. The, the cities are going to do what they're going to do. The counties are going to do what they're going to do. The chambers have their role. The Gulf Coast Business Council has sort of this regional role to help us really define where is going where where is that special opportunity going to be and how can we rally everyone around that you see that too don't you yeah you know we're starting um this thing called the gulf coast relocation commission which is made up of um, some pretty high-powered local businesses and the idea the mission as of right now um, unless it gets changed but i doubt it will is to grow the coast population by fifty thousand people by 2027 and that sounds like a lot. Our, our entire MSA is only 420,000. But when you look statistically around the country on what it could be, it could be what, it could be 10 times that. And if you think from an opportunity standpoint, what that means economically to us, it's just, it's insane. You know, we're, we're literally sitting in, and I tell this to my, my team and my staff and every trade we work with, we are literally sitting in the middle of the biggest opportunity we have ever seen on the coast, I think. You are doing a great job of saying it. And uh, and I've, I've tried to on Coast you to, to, to really zero in on every possible angle to this dangle. But I agree with you entirely that this is our biggest opportunity. And we have to get everybody focused on it. And hey, listen, thank you very much, my friend. It's been great to catch up with you. Congratulations on your award. I look forward to having you back on. Thanks a lot, Ricky. Take care. You you bet. This has been Brandon Elliott from Elliott Homes. Uh, We'll see you in a minute. We'll continue the conversation on the other side. Subscribe for free to the Coast View Podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.